Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Uh, <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. It is now time, folks, for the second hour of power. With Dan Bush and Tom Newbauer, I love how that rhymes. Hey, welcome back to the it Skipper. Doesn't Buds. rhyme at all. Yeah, it does. Yes, does it not. does. Yes, it does. Power, Newbauer, Newbauer and Bush. power. Oh, power hour. and power. The hour of power. You're actually plagiarizing. That was a Christian broadcast. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's no, all you right. don't. You never watch any Christian. No, broadcasts. I didn't. No, no. But I heard. <laughs> I heard it somewhere. I never watched. You've never even been he close. Totally you never even been close to a church. I know. Getting, I know. Weddings no. and funerals are the only time Tom goes to church. <laughs> you atheist over there. We need Mike McGivern to pray for you. <laughs> you too back there, college boy. Party all the time. Oh, yeah, God. you got your share of indiscretions. I know uh, that. Yeah. Oh. A lot yeah. to atone for. A lot to atone anyway, for. Catch faith if, in the zone Sundays on the fan. Yeah, with that's Mike right. McGivern. Anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. If you want to get involved in the show, just give us a call at 414-799-1250 with questions, comments, fishing reports. Weird. Brag about a fish, big fish. Okay, Danny, I promised. Oh, and I Weird. Prom- what was your weird uh, story? Okay, now on some bait casting reels, you have a button to push yep. to f- make it free spool. And I had one of my bait casters with uh, with the swim jig and uh, a uh, scrub on the back. Okay, that by, by the way, folks, if you don't know what a scrub, it's a, it's a plastic it's the trailer. guy who, guy who sits on the end, end of the bench and never gets in. Yeah, that's uh, a scrub. Yeah, it's a plastic trailer with two legs that flip around a lot. Two the little D3 paddle tail legs. Anyway, so I I had that bait casting rod. And the, the swim jig was hanging off the end of it out the back of the boat a little bit by about a foot. Well, as we were moving along, somehow that button, and I didn't notice it, that button got pressed. The button got pressed. And, all, and so the line was in free spool. The jig dropped in the water, unbeknownst to me. And as we were going down the shoreline, I got about 70, 80 yards of line on there, about right. 70 yards. And as we're going along, all the line's going out, and I didn't notice to it. you. And then I happened, for some reason, I was going to pick up that rod and use it, and I looked, and all the line was gone. It was just held on by a little slip knot. Now it was nounced, because it, it's no longer unbeknownst. Yeah, right. It was nounced. Anyway, and uh, all the lines off of the spool, it's just a little slip knot holding it. I went, oh, my 
goodness, I picked it up. I start reeling. Well, this is going to take a while, you know, it's, and it's stuck in weeds and all that, and I'm reeling and reeling and reeling. And about halfway to the boat, you catch I said, a fish. I, no, I said to the guy I'm with, and, and I, there's got to be weeds on it, you know, and I said, wait a minute, this, feel, this doesn't feel right. I said, I think I got a fish on here. Sure enough, there was a fish. When it hit, I don't know, but I had a fish on it. So it was weird. You it know, was really weird. We had <laughs> another story on uh, Little McGraw Lake many years ago up there near my palatial estate up there in Douglas County. Uh, we were fishing, and we had row-trolled across the lake with, uh, like, rapalas. Mm -hmm. We'd troll with rapalas or uh, daredevils, jitterbugs, whatever we could chuck out mm -hmm. on with our Zebco 33s. And we were sitting there just kind of chilling out, and unbeknownst to us, we'd forgotten one of the, one of the lures. It was a jitterbug, right? Okay. <laughs> and it was back 20 yards behind the boat floating. And we didn't even realize it. We were just sitting there chilling for like, and it, I swear to God, it must have been 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, we hear this tremendous splash. And we're like, what's that? A pike grabbed that jitterbug. It, it had been sitting on top of the waves, just... Not just even plop, not plop, even, plopping. No, no, just sitting there. Just laying there. And a fish took it. Wow. Couldn't believe it. That does happen at times. Uh, uh, two quick ones. One time, uh, when my son Chris was younger... Him and his, uh, this is my oldest boy, uh, him and one of his buddies wanted to go down to Lake Michigan and uh, fish for uh, perch or trout or anything. You know, I think they were casting for salmon or trout. It was in the fall. And uh, so I said, okay, well, you guys go ahead fish. I stayed in the car and was taking a nap. Okay, I'm napping in the car. And it must have been, it must have been an hour. You must have and woke I, up to have a smoke I, or two. Yeah, I woke up, and then I, I came out, and I said, you guys didn't catch anything yet? No, I didn't catch anything. He said, here, give me that rod. Honest to God, I made one cast, and I can't remember if it was a brown trout or a salmon. Caught a fish right away, one cast. And then we get it, we net it, you know, had the long net with us. And I said, see now, boys, that's how you do it. Now, catch a fish. You know, <laughs> It was just total luck. Another time, I'm in this bass tournament, and I was uh, using a floating rapala. This was a long time ago, up near the shore area. And I cast it out, put the rod between my legs, grabbed the smoke. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> lit up a smoke. Had a smoke. And as the rod's between my legs, it has lightened up a smoke. <laughs> and then the ash from the smoke hit no, the line and broke your no, line? No, the no, line right no. Through. A different time when I was using a bait caster, I had a cigarette in my mouth. Last time I ever did that. Had a cigarette in my mouth. Lose? Was and it in a I, tournament and yeah, you lost yeah. the fish? And I lifted up with the bait caster, set the hook and the... The hot spot of the cigarette burnt the line. Yep, and it got off. That was. Nope, kinda, uh, I'll never do do that again. Nope, uh -uh. Kind of foolish on that one. Yeah, very foolish. Yep. So no more with that. Hey, uh, so. fin fin. Have you ever yeah. used the lure called called the years fin fin? Years ago. Years ago. So yeah. the same lake, Little McGraw Lake. One of the memories etched in my mind is uh, a time when my cousin Stephen uh, got this bait called the fin fin. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, on Little McGraw Lake, he caught a fish every cast on that lousy thin fin. He yeah. caught pike. He caught bass. It was just, I think Storm makes it. Storm? And, and it looks just like a shad that you would see yeah. in Lake Winnebago. It looks yeah. like a shad. Yeah. With a little plastic lip on it, yeah. wobble a little it, bit. I mean, it didn't look like much, but man, no, did those fish really. love it. Yeah. You know, you don't see those around no, anymore. I think it seems to me I saw them somewhere. But a guy should... I mean, there's... 
The guy should use stuff like that more. Uh, there's baits that, there's you no. know, we're using all. A rapala, just a basic floating yeah. rapala. I mean, with yeah. all the newfangled crankbaits that have come out, sometimes People we forget. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you last year I used, I just decided to put one on, the larger one, I yep. think a number 11 or th- number 13. And we were on uh, 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 Phantom. Uh, no, not Phantom. The uh, um, Mobbin. We were in Lower Namabin. And I just decided to put that on for the heck of it. You know, it was shallow water, right. a lot of weeds. I wanted to keep it above the weeds, you know. And that thing was awesome. I got a lot of fish on it, you know. I mean, so, and I hadn't used that thing in years. It just happened to be in the box, you know. But yeah, well, there's a lot of baits out there that we should use. Who do you got on the line there? We got Gary in Watertown. All right. Hey, hey, Gary, how you doing this morning? Good, Tom. We went up to Boulder Junction this last weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah? And it was excellent. Did you have nice weather? Yeah, it didn't rain when you're up there. Well, that's good. Do any fishing? Yeah, we did a lot of fishing, two days. Yeah, do any good? Yeah, we had all with Irv Keller up there. And oh, we had okay. a really good time. Yeah? So, well, that's good. What'd you, what were you guys, uh, walleyes, bass? What would you target? We went out for walleyes, and uh, and you did manage to get some up there. Uh, I'm, I'm... Oh, we got a quite a few, probably fifty or seventy. Oh, that's wow. wow, awesome! Jigging minnow, or what? What were you doing? Yeah, a little bit of jigging minnow, and then I used uh, what should we use on uh, Mississippi? You got to kind of keep it quiet, otherwise all these bass, all these walleye fishermen up there in uh, okay. the will know. It, Gary, it'll just be between us three. Okay? Yeah, no one's listening to the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell us the secret. Tell us the it's secret. Just us. Just us. What's the secret? He doesn't. Well, work. I did use the out in South Dakota. He's got two more bat or two more walleye tournaments to fish yet. Oh, you oh, could see the fish out in South Dakota, and they couldn't catch them. They used everything in the end. He grabbed the Mississippi rig, and then he threw that on, and then he popped them out, and he what, ended up in some. What's what, what's a Mississippi rig? M I S S I S S S I P P I rig. What is yeah, it? Yeah, with a little hair on it. What is it? He's jig with a little hair on it. Jig with a little hair. Tom, oh. you got to put it together now. We got, we got the those. Mississippi River. They got like a drop weight with the lead, and then you got the back line, and, you, and it kind of goes like in the bottom. It's like curtain. a Winnebago rig. I'm guessing. I don't know. I know. Yeah. But the Mississippi rig. I think that's it's like a, a Winnebago like the rig. Newbauer rig. No, I don't think so. so. What I did is I threw on a limb on there, and I started hitting the bottom with it. You know, I I like pounding on the bottom. I did that two years ago, and we were fishing up there, and uh. Battle of Bagel, and I took my heavy jig and I powdered on the bottom, and all of a sudden my rod just straight down the hole. I had a hole of it, I kept a hole of it, but I had Cody fight it out for me, and he got on there and he's dead. There's a heck of a fish on here. Well, got it to t- into the hole, and then we got lost it. So this last year I did it too, and I pounded on the bottom, and he's dead. Are you going to start fishing? I go, yeah getting about ready, so I, I just brought it up real slow, and I got an eighth place in the Battle of Bagel. Yeah, that's year. right. Remember, you told us. Yeah, that's great. So what, you lost the one. Was it a giant walleye? Mm. Yeah, it was a giant walleye. Oh, wow. you, saw, you saw, are you sure it wasn't a big eel pout? <laughs> right away. <laughs> we saw one and got to the hole. All right. Right so away. I told the kid, I said, you got to bang it on the bottom. So I banging that on the bottom up there by Herb up there, and all of a sudden, uh, I thought, well, I got it stuck in the weeds, so I gave him my rod, and he was standing on the front of the boat, and he's dead. There ain't no, there's a fish on here. 
Well, there was a 15-inch walleye and then a 49-inch uh, muskie took it, too, at the same time. I got them both to the top of the water. Really? Wow. That's wow. cool. So it was, so when it, you fish with me, I kind of stack them up, you know? Yeah. You know, I think we're going to just start you calling you Bottom Pounder Gary. <laughs> hey, we got to run, Gary. Thanks for calling. Yeah, we had a good time, though. All right. All right. Sounds Great. good. Thanks. Okay, bye, yeah. Gary. Bye. Well, I'm glad they had a good so time. He might have been one of the winners, Tom. That Irv yeah. Keller is Dennis, our Boulder Junction Connections guide up there. Oh, he didn't tell us that, though. He, he might have been, the, he one of the, been. The, the, the one of the lucky wieners from he the sports been. show. From the sports show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. didn't you put two and put that together? No, I, I didn't do well at All those at concussions math. you had as a I kid. didn't do well all at, those concussions at adding and two and two. He played Division I, three too. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Division three scrub. We're going to take Nothing a break here than a on Division, the Cutting Edge Outdoor yeah. Show Division so I can go for like Danny to be out a the parking scrub. lot. Yeah, see, and you, and, and if you, you're a D3 scrub, and, that means you really suck. You're really bad. See, and that's why... That's why Baby Tausch is going to give him a forearm. Well, You're he wasn't give him a, a scrub. Forearm. He was a starter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back with more, so stay tuned right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Danny might not be back. And after a convincing 96-82 victory over Swarthmore College, UW Oshkosh claims the Division Three basketball national title. <laughs> Scoreboard, don't lie, Danny. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, enjoy your glory days, college days now, because I'll tell you, 40 years from now, you won't even be thinking about your old college. Well, you, you are. And... You do. No, I 40 don't. 40 years later. Uh, yeah, touched... you tell us I... lots of stories. Boy, uh, I got some. <laughs> I got half the... I've got stories I forgot. I know. I started telling my students some of the college stories. They loved it. They all wanted to go to college just so they get could get in trouble like I did. And get stories. Got put on probation. I was put on. Yeah. Who do you got on the line there? Social Nick. probation. We got uh-huh. Randy and Grafton. All right. Put them on there. Hey, good morning, Randy. Good morning, Danny and Tom. Hey, how, how are you, you doing, Randy? Yeah, pretty good. Listen, uh, you guys, uh, Danny, you're exactly right. Raleigh's Bay and the Pike. A couple years ago, uh, the DNR biologist up there was telling me they were starting to see more and more pike in their surveys, so it's not surprising that, and he suggested that uh, I tried up there uh, late ice and uh, pre-spawn for the pike fishing some dead baits. So you're exactly right. I guess it's all coming to fruition now, but not a lot of guys fish up there for pike uh, in general, so... uh, well, we we uh we were thinking about trying to go up into that Mink River and fish for pike because they have to. It's a natural spawning area back there for them. It goes like gets way shallow and cattails, and you know that those pike and nobody's targeting them at all. Uh, so if you could get in there late ice, and I don't know if you'd go at the mouth of the river and set up, or if you'd go way back in there, uh, but it'd be something to investigate. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I think you could. The bay freeze is over, and I think uh, you just go up there with the standard de- a dead bait, and uh, you get a lot of action. But they're they're not targeted. Uh, they haven't been for a long time because of population levels, and so they're there for the taking. But yeah, what you experienced, uh, I understand. I think you said last week you caught a forty-five incher, but that 
you know, it, uh, that is it's to be expected because of what they've been seeing. And uh, so uh, a couple of years ago, like I said, they started uh, seeing the trends in terms of population. Of course, you've got to have the fish there in the first place. Second thing was uh, with the uh, uh, shad-type bait you were guys were talking about. Oh, that thin fin? Oh, I don't know, going way, way back to the early coal fishing, uh, that was a coho bait, saw it, used, we used it down in Lake Erie. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's a real popular uh, bait for bass during uh, uh, springtime down on Table Rock in some of the southern lakes. So, uh, so they still yeah, use that, huh? In one place is, uh, I guess, good bait uh, in many different places. Well, that's huh. great. I never would have thought for the coho, but I guess, you know, it might be worth putting it on. And, you know, everybody trolls Randy. They troll flicker shads out there. They troll rapalas and catch cohos. Put on a thin fin and try trolling that. No reason that shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't work. Looks like yeah, a little... to be honest, uh, I can understand. It, it, it just it, it doesn't work well at high speeds. No. But, uh, no again, uh, coho on Lake Michigan, walleye and eerie bass on Table Rock, it just seems that, uh, and it's a, it, it, I remember it as a very inexpensive bait, so whatever, it works. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how about uh, well, how about south of uh, Rowley's Bay, there's Bailey's Harbor, and uh, I was talking to Randy at Midwestern Shooter Supply, and he's got some guy, one of his customers comes in and tells him that they go, he, he thought it was Bailey's Harbor, the guy mentioned to him, they go there, and get smallmouth, but the guy was talking about seeing some giant pike there. Have you heard anything about that as far as the pike? I mean, I've fished North Bay, which is an excellent place too, just south of Raleigh's, uh, Bailey's Harbor, just for brown trout. I got to think you stick with North Bay and Raleigh's Bay, you're going to have all the activity for smallmouth and pike that you want. Okay. Yeah, we almost went to North Bay. My brother actually drove by and looked at it. He said it was really pretty looking. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, that, then the one day we wanted to go there, the wind was blowing in pretty heavy and hard, so we didn't. We went to the Bayside. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the beauty up there, isn't it? You go to one side or the other, especially this time of year. Now that you're getting into summer a little bit more, the Green Bayside uh, really starts to pick up. Well, you were talking about that. So, right. Uh, Right, yeah. Huh? Well, it's awesome. It's awesome, man. So, well, good hearing from you, Randy. Okay, yeah, it's nice to hear again. All okay, right. Don't yeah. be a stranger. Yep. Okay, that was, uh, hey, we got an email from Adam. Okay. It says, uh, good morning, fellas. Red Adam 12. I heard you talking about old lures and couldn't help but think about what has been happening in the musky world lately. When it comes to musky fishing, I try to stay ahead of the curve. A lot of people are not realizing what's old is new again. Old school wood clacking top water from Greg Nimmer, single bladed marabou bucktails, and even downsizing your baits. When the double cowgirls came out about 15 years ago, it was a fish catching machine. These fish get used to vibration like that. Don't be afraid to try something new. Uh, try, don't be afraid to try new things on the water. I will most certainly, it will most certainly pay off. Just my nickel's worth of free advice. Have a good day and keep up the great work from Adam. Well, Adam's right. Adam's right. You know, fish get, uh, I, I don't know if they just get used to stuff or whatever, but he's right. When that cowgirl first came out, it was awesome. But now it's like almost like any other bucktail, you know. But you know what I've been planning to do is hmm. if for muskie is 
and and we used to use a lot of these years ago and catch a lot of fish on them, but then all these new bucktails came out. Right. I'm going to go back to some of the old MEPs that I used to use all the time. I mean, I used them all the time. We caught fish all the time, but how many people are using the the musky killer or the musky double-hooked eglia? I don't think a lot of people are, you know? Right. And I, it's almost like maybe maybe what's old would be new to these fish again because they're not seeing and hearing that stuff. You know, they're seeing all right. the double-bladed stuff and all that. He's got a point there, you know. You know, things change, but, you know, those older fish are gone now, and now it's younger fish, and they haven't seen or heard this lure again. Do you ever do you know? much on a suic? I have caught fish on them, uh, but I, I I used to use them, but I haven't used a suic in so many I've years. I've never really had great luck with the suic. I had better right. luck with the bobby bait. I had that too. I used them both, but I, I, but I weighted my suics. I either bought weighted ones, right, or I would weight the ones that were non-weighted. I put the weights in them, you know, because it was hard to keep them down. You know, the non-weighted ones, right, right. So if you put weight in there, it's a lot easier to keep them under the surface where they should be. Well, I I like the non-weighted bobbies, but what I did do is uh, I'd soak it in water. I'd yeah, put it in too. a bucket. And let it get all waterlogged. Yeah. And nothing works better if you got some nice cabbage weeds in a, in about four or five feet of water, eh, even eight feet of water. And if the cabbage weeds come almost to the top, if you get a good wind blowing, <coughs> if you can get a bobby bait dancing over the tops of yeah. those waves. Yeah. And yeah. it almost has, it, it, and for pike too. Mm-hmm. In Canada, this worked great for pike. And it's really cool because you see the strike. They come, yeah. they come shooting up out yep. of those weeds. Uh, another one that that's good for for that is the burt, the burt. Oh yeah, the burt. Yeah, yeah, years ago when I fished with uh, Troy Woodrow in a tournament um, over in Taylor's Bay, I was working a jerk bait, a burt bait, an orange one, and forty three incher came up and mm-hmm. hammered it at the end of the cast. Mm-hmm. That put us almost in the. Mo- I think <laughs> we took fourth in that tournament. So. You know what I find interesting is. Uh, that number of years ago, I was up there talking to uh, uh, the guy who invented the bobby bait was Frank. What was his last name? Well, not the bobby bait. I mean the Suic. Suic Frank Suic. Frank Suic. And I was talking to his, his last his name was Suic. Yeah, his son or his grandson, whatever. Uh, Larry, I think his name was. Well, anyway, and one of their most popular selling baits, or the one that sold the most, was the chartreuse with little orange and black dots. And I thought, you know, th- this. what does this look like to a fish? You know, I mean, it's like chartreuse, orange and black dots. It's Or maybe it was just all orange dots. It's like, this has got to be the ugliest looking thing around. But he said it was one of their top sellers, especially in Canada. And, yeah, and I've always wondered why some of these weird colors work. And then I remember, remember I told you about that little girl at Sherpers who asked me one day, are bright colors good to attract fish? And that got me thinking, yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> I guess they are. You know, bright colors, I guess. From the attra- mouths of babes. Yeah, they attract fish. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, at, uh, just one of the weird Well, bright bits. colors, yeah. well, for smallmouth, I mean, yeah. we're using blaze orange, yeah. uh, pink, X-Rap, yeah. bright colors for some reason. And you would think going in clear water, like the Bay of Green Bay, you know, those fish can see 20 yeah. feet. You, you would think that the more natural. natural colors, but, yeah. but then the mega bass we were using was 
more natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, my brother, he had a bait. I forget the name of it. He bought it in California, and it was a real natural colored bait, a jerk bait. And he was hammering fish on that. So you can, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Sometimes you get them on bright baits. Sometimes you get them on the natural colored ones as well. Let me ask you, hair jigs. Have you yeah. done a lot of fishing with hair jigs? Years ago I did. I don't anymore. But I have some black and and then I have another one that's bubblegum called pink. Right. And uh, because Al Linder said pink was good. But anyway, I guess black marabou jigs or hair jigs are good up there. Up for the Bay, yeah, Bay of Bay Green, Green Bay. Bay. And I've, I've got some of those. I got them in 16th ounce, 8th ounce, and I'm, yeah, 16th and 8th ounce. And uh, and I also got some pink ones in. Right? I had a guy make them up for me. Uh, he makes these uh, marabou jigs. And uh, I don't have his name offhand or how to get a hold of him. I don't have it right here. Well, with it's me, it's but. interesting because you know, typically you think of people just kind of hopping it along yeah. the bottom and so forth. Yeah. But we were up there and we'd caught a whole bunch of fish on jerk baits. And uh, Mark Horton, he uh, he said, you know what? The fish kind of quit. They just kind of shut down, and it, and the wind died. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to try a more subtle presentation. Yeah. I'm going to try a hair jig, and what he would do. He'd cast it out, and if you're in seven feet of water, he'd count to six. Just let it sink on down. Point the rod tip right at it, and just steady, slow retrieve. Just steady retrieve, and it worked. He caught a 19-inch. My brother put a hair jig. He got a 19, then Horton got another 19. Then I'm like, oh, crap, I got to tie on a hair jig. So I put one on, and I, of course, caught a 16-inch. But just a steady, slow retrieve with that hair jig. It doesn't look like... Maybe it looks like a leech going through the water, but that black know. marabou yeah, hair jig, yep, yep. you know, with, with a pretty good tail on it. So if you have a pretty good hunk of the marabou, yeah. I, I learned another way how to catch bass, and it you was know, simple. You know, years ago, Gary Roach uh, talked about that same thing. I mean, this is like many years ago. He said, uh, like fishing for walleyes, because he's Mr. Walleye, right? And he said, you don't always have to hop that jig and minnow, jig and crawler, jig and leech. You don't have to hop it. Let it hit bottom and just start reeling it slow. Let it go right along the bottom. He said, you don't have to hop it. Just reel it slow. The fish know it's there. They'll pick it up if they want it, you know. But it seems like it, it digs up a little bit of the bottom, right. you know what I mean? Uh, make, makes make some noise if it's hitting gravel or whatever. But, yeah, that just letting it I think that's what happened with that uh, swim jig that I had. It was just yeah. swimming along, hitting the bottom, and something grabbed it, you know. That's how they fish the so, Kalen's Lunkin' yeah. Grubs up yeah, there, exactly. too. Same thing, just steady, yeah. slow retrieve. All right, folks, we got a, uh, another break coming up here, so we'll be right back. 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to give us a buzz. Uh, stay tuned. we got a couple people on hold. We will get to you really quickly, so just stay tuned through the commercial. We'll be right back here on 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. All the lines off of the spool. It's just a little slip not holding. I went, oh, my goodness, I picked it up. I start reeling. Well, this is going to take a while, and I'm reeling and reeling and reeling and reeling and reeling and reeling and reeling. That's a good one, Nick. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you have a fishing hunting report or just a general comment, if you need some marriage advice, Tom's a marriage expert here. He's been married for 55 years. 46. Oh, that was close. 46. We got Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection on the line right now. So let's talk to Dennis. Hey, good morning, Dennis. Good 
Good morning, guys. How are you down there this morning? Doing good. Good. Hey, listen, uh, the guy who won the trip was uh, was his name yeah. Gary? Okay, he didn't. He didn't actually say he did, but Danny put it together that he went up there. He's fishing with Irv, caught a lot of walleyes. Yes, they had a good time. He, uh, his uh, wife or significant other, and uh, her her son and Gary came up, and they said they had a great time. They loved it up here. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, fished for a couple of days, and so you you got a happy listener. So yeah, slammed a bunch of walleyes. Yeah, he said they had walleye fishing. They bass fished and. And crappie fish, and he said they they fished with her for I guess two days and yeah. enjoyed enjoyed the the weather was ideal, so uh, it was it was they had a good time and they enjoyed it. So hopefully the other listener that won is going to be up here in a couple of weeks and he'll be up here doing the same thing again. So, Excellent. So what so, uh, fishing good up there by you? Then I take it. <laughs> right, right now the fishing is very good. Uh, uh, you've got it. It's been warm lately, and the water temperature. Runs anywhere from 65 to 64 up to 68 degrees. That's surface water. Yeah. Uh, weather has been ideal. Uh, rain let up, and and uh, there's not. Uh, it hasn't been real wet, but the uh, rain that we had created a lot of standing water. And if you bring your mosquito dope along, because the mosquitoes uh, are ready to take blood. Oh, really? They are already, uh, huh? Yeah, our mosquito population is just plummeted. And uh, it's uh, plummeted. It, you mean it went down? I thought it went up. It went up. I'm sorry. Exploded. It exploded. Exploded. <laughs> it plummeted. It plummeted upwards. Yeah, plummeted yes. upwards like a plume. Yeah, like a plume. <laughs> mushroom plume. Uh, no, but the the rain stopped, and and the, and the water standing water created a bunch of mosquitoes. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, it's tough right now. Well, it's not bad, but you got to have your mosquito dope with you. So. Yeah, your Coleman insect repellent. <laughs> yeah. You need yes, that. You need it. And it's been good up here, and, and uh, it's uh, summer's here, and the, people, the town is full, and, and there's a lot of fishermen, and, and there's a lot of people biking and trailing and, and just doing the summer things. That's a nice thing to have. So. That's, that sounds great. So this next couple of weeks, prime time to get up to the Boulder Junction area and do some vacationing. Along with you two guys, you get yourself in a car and come up here. We'd have a good time. Hey, now now is a good time for muskie fishing up there too, isn't it? Yes, muskie fishing was has been real good. And I had a, a, a one of our employees that works for us. He and his dad went out fishing this last Saturday, and they boated six fish. Wow! Uh, wow! And uh, he said that's unusual. They they uh, they had a good time. They weren't real large fish, but they were up shallow, obviously, and uh, they had a great time catching muskies and. And walleyes are, are real good right now, too, anywhere from 8 to 22 feet of water. And uh, jigs in the middle are still working the best. They're starting to use plastic. Uh, plastic works pretty good as well. But right now the top bait would be a jig in the middle. So, All right. Well, keep it simple. Well, thanks for that report, Dennis. We do appreciate it. Yep, we'll keep in touch with you guys, and, and hopefully when we get the other listener up there, I'll give you a call. Try and right. avoid that West Nile virus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah. a good one. Okay, yeah, you we'll too, Dennis. Bye now. And uh, who else you got there, Nick? We got, we got Nick on Pewaukee online, oh. too. Hey. Oh, hey, good morning, Nick. Morning, boys. How are you? Now, are you out fishing right now? No, I'm actually headed to go help my brother-in-law take some trees down. Oh, okay. You want to come and chop some limbs by my house? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it, Nick. He's trying to get get you. He's using you. <laughs> Not in 85-degree weather. I got two hours in me this morning. That's it. Oh, gotcha. geez. Okay. So what's up? Well, I just want to talk about carp, 
carp shooting a little bit. So. Oh yeah. Right now, I was out yesterday on on Pewaukee Lake, and you know, I I do it quite a bit, and I never see anybody else out there. Right. And there's so many carp. Oh, out there. You I got, know. Got to get are. rid of them. Now, where are you finding the carp? What depth of water? Actually, I'll tell you exactly where it is because we got to kill these carp on Pewaukee. That if you go to Taylor's Bay and you go about ten yards from shore, yeah, and just work your trolling motor up and down. I shot nine yesterday. I missed an albino carp. Oh, really? Wow, that's different. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was a koi at first. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wouldn't like, I don't doubt know if I could shoot that. Hey, and Nick, I, do, I wouldn't doubt it if somebody's let a few in that lake. <laughs> You know. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it's it's kind of interesting that if you think about it, if you go fishing in the morning and then it slows down in the afternoon with the high sun, you can see them. You don't need to go at night. Right. It's a $100 setup, and you can go shoot some carp. Yeah. I thought a number of years ago they had like a carp, carp tournament or contest or something like that out there, didn't they? Yeah, they do. I think. Every now and then. Well, who's got it? Phantom has got it where they tag one of it. Yeah. You know, if you shoot the tag one, you get a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars or something. That uh, that would make it worthwhile, you know, yeah. for everybody to go out there and get yeah. those carp. See, seems to me, I used to see some guys out there at night with the bright lights and stuff going out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you still see those guys a little bit, but those rigs are so damn expensive, though. Yeah, oh, they are. Yeah. Those guys are set up deluxe. Yeah. I mean, they've got their deluxe carp shooting machine boat. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, I've, I've, you know, Nick, I, I've never done it, but everybody I've talked to who's done it said that it's 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 quite an experience. It's thrilling, you know, shooting well, the bow at the fish because it's not. Do you you got to aim a little lower than normal when you see them? Is that it? Yeah, it's it's actually I'll miss two fish to every one that I get. Okay, so it's the refraction. So refraction, yes. Four feet of water, you're shooting probably foot and a half, two feet below the fish. Tom, really ever, that much? Have you ever taken yeah. a a pencil and put it in a glass no, of water. No, I know all about it. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. I know all about it. Teaching yes. him some science here. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's had a lot of concussions. Right. He's yeah. got most I of got it. extra bows if you want to go. You know, well, it sounds, uh, what, what kind of bows are they? Compound bows? Yeah, but that, yeah. So if you go to, if you go to any bow shop, just buy the old, you know, crappy used bows for 50 bucks, and then you just put a good reel and then the arrow on it. Yeah. You're looking at a $150 setup. You know, oh, over at Sherpers and Hills Corners, we got three uh, uh, carp bow reels, and they've, oh, been, yeah. and they've been sitting there for like two or three years. If really? anybody wanted one, I'd give them a heck of a deal on them. I mean, these aren't cheap. They're the, the big Zepco ones, uh, oh, which yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like about, I don't know, $50, $60, $70. $70. They're big really nice. Huh? The big 808? No, no, no. 800? It's a much better than that. Really? Much better. And oh, it's yeah. made for the it's, bow? It's made ex- explicitly for the to mount on bows for carp fishing. Really? Yeah. You just screwed in where the stabilizer Yep. Is. And uh, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give somebody a heck of a deal if they want any of And those. then you just need to get a couple special arrows with the special, right. um, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you can buck and, rub, buck rub has those though. Yeah, and then you can yeah. and you probably don't need a lot of arrows because you just keep using the same arrow, right? You yeah. just wind it in. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. I will I will say if you shoot and if you you almost need to use and this kind of sounds like overkill, but at least a hundred or two hundred or three hundred pounds the the 
rope for it or yeah, line. Yeah. If you use the 50, I lost more arrows using 50. That stuff, those carp are powerful. They yeah, they are. Them. Yeah, definitely. Break you off. Well, thanks, Nick, for calling. We do appreciate yeah. it. Hey, and keep up the good yeah, work. Keep, keep slamming those carp. Yeah, and keep us informed, okay? <laughs> Will do. Okay, thanks. Right, thanks a lot. Guys. Okay, bye now. We got to go to a break right now. When we come back after the break, I got an announcement to tell you. If you want to save money, I got a great announcement for you. You're going to want to hear it right after this break. Fair deal, Tom. Yeah. He's uh, Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie on the boards. We're having fun here at the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. All you. What? It's all you. But where? What? Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, it's Saturday morning. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds, <laughs> cutting edge outdoors. You know, I have dreams about this show, Tom. Want to know what yeah. my nightmare dream is? What's that? Okay, it's one of those reoccurring dreams. Okay, so my reoccurring dream is like I've, I'm late to the show. And when I get to the studio, I'm trying, in the past, it was you and John, right? And I'm trying to find you and John, but you're not in the studio that I go to. And I'm like in a maze going around the studio trying to find you guys. Really? And you then mean going around the station? Yeah, I keep yeah. looking for you guys. And I'm frantic because I'm late. And then all of a sudden, the show's over and I've missed the show. And then I wake up in a sweat. Like, I missed the... Yeah, it's it's just weird. You know, I've never had a dream about the show. Ever? Never. Ever. And you want to Not know another show. Co- common dream? I never realized this one is a common one. I talked <clears throat> to... Maybe... Well, you went to college. Okay. Well, you just went to college. You don't know Careful. nothing. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> you got 20 years before you know anything. You never went to college, did you, Tom? But I read all my son's college books. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how you're so greatly learned. No, I'm, I'm and dead knowledgeable serious. And I, a I, genius. I, the only ones For how I, much they cost, the, the parents should be reading them. Yeah, the, yeah. Only, one, the only ones that were that really... used bookstore no, when you're in college. You don't the only ones that were tough was uh, uh, the anatomy books to try to remember all those names of anatomy. That, that I, I don't have a good memory for that, so... Well, you wouldn't have this, this dream wouldn't work for you because you didn't go to college. But for those that went to college, I'll have a dream where I'm in college and there's a class that I haven't gone to all year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, and it's normally an English class and, and, uh, and it's like the end of the semester and all of a sudden I'm realizing, hey, I've been forgetting to go to this class. Yep. And then I'm looking for it, and I can't find the room that it's in. Mm. And, yeah, and I talked to somebody. Really? And, and so basically, like, I'm going to fail this class. I haven't gone to it all year. And I've talked to other guys who went to college. They said that's a common dream. Really? Yep. I graduated in December. Uh, I have not taken a math class since the fall of 2015, and I still have recurring nightmares about waking up late for a math exam or waking up showing up to the last day of an exam, and I've skipped like the previous huh. two months of the class. Hey, yeah, Let like me... all of a sudden I just realize, hey, I haven't been going to that class. Yep. Like I totally forgot about it. Yep. I got a question for you guys. Do you dream in color or in black and white? Color. Uh, you know, Some of mine are half and half. Really? I don't know. They used to say, half you, half. how do you know? 
You're dreaming. How do you know? I just know. Item by item. Like you can remember, I've had like, you know, weird dreams, like a bright color sticks out. Yeah, yeah. Colors will stick out. You remember colors when you remember the dream. Yeah. Do you do you have re I'm I'm having a lot of recurring reoccurring dreams about my dad. Now my dad died four or five years ago, but I'm having all kinds of dreams where yeah. I'm out fishing with him or hunting and stuff. No. I just I, I don't know. But I, I do have something to report that I said I was gonna tell okay, everybody. Why don't you tell us? Uh, Sherpers and Hales Corners next week Saturday is having and it's and it's going to be early in the, it's going to be by nine o'clock starts Father's Day sale no this well, is Father's uh, Day it's, weekend you can call it a sidewalk sale garage sale well, yard sale Father's Day sale because it's, it's Father's not, Day weekend but it's but not you could make it it's it's they're calling it a, a sidewalk it. sale okay sidewalk we call Father's it a, we Day call sale. it a garage sale even though there's no garage or a yard yeah, well, sale yeah oh sure even though there's you can't no yard call it Father's Day but you can call it a garage sale well they happen to be doing on the day before Father's Day it's on Saturday. And there, the the discounted items are greatly discounted. I greatly mean, discounted. Greatly discounted. Let's talk percentage. Let's talk numbers, buddy. I mean, What's we're talking like a lot of them are fifty percent off. Fifty oh, percent. Here, here, it's like oh, okay, that's half. An original Bucks yeah, jersey. A Bucks jersey. A throwback Bucks color jersey with the number one on the back. Yeah. With the reg, old logo and yep. all that. Normally they sell for like eighty bucks. They're like less than half price. They're going to be less than wow. half. That's all I'd pay for a Bucks jersey after the Eastern Conference yeah, Finals. I know, hey? But Lord. anyway, but no, and everything's going to be out there. Have uh, you got any Oshkosh Division Three jerseys? That I, you're I probably think, giving I, those away. No, I think we do. No, those are those you're are paying people to take them. Those are. You know, you know, you know, we need five yeah, wait, minutes. You know, Danny, I'll give you Danny, a buck and take I, the, I, take I, the Oshkosh jersey. I like jersey. Nick as a producer. I, I, I want him to stay here. Stop doing that to him. He's going to leave. Well, maybe you can <laughs> infuse the jersey with some insect repellent You're gonna and have, tell him it'll keep hey, the gnats and if the he leaves, ticks away. Maybe that'll yeah, get him to take hey, it. If he's if he leaves, you know, I'm going to have to go back there and press buttons. And you don't want that. Yeah, God Simpson. only knows what the Yeah, laugh. we could. We'll just get the Polish rifle. The Polish rifle. Yeah, Jeff Ordesky, the Polish yeah. Jeff Orlowski, the rifle. The Polish pipe bomb. Yeah, that might be good. Oh, goodness. What happened to this show? Was it a, the, the job. Show? This is a show? When what I was, show is this? When I was hired, Tom, they Who said. Who are you jo- people? The job yeah. isn't what am I doing buttons. sitting here? It's, it's keeping the show on the rails. Yeah. I was like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, because this, this crazy train does hop off rails well, every now and then. At least you're not dropping SH bombs anymore, Tom, where yeah, the I've been pretty producer good on has that. to dive for the dump button. Yeah. Does that dump button actually work? Let's not test it. Should we test it? No, I don't no, think no, so. Sure, you, don't let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to test yeah, it? I think it just works fine. Yep. <laughs> you know, people ask me about that. They say, why can't you use that S word? But you can say crap and doo-doo and dookie and, you know, all the other ones. Yeah. But you just can't say that S word. And I said, I don't know, because they all mean the same thing. You know? <laughs> oh, you could say shat, but not the other one. Nope. You know? You can say number one. Yeah, no, you can say Number that. two. Yeah, number one, number two. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, euphemisms for that. And but you can only, you can't well, say that weird one. How, well, it's the weird. stuff they can say on TV right now. It's oh, crazy. That's crazy. That I mean, never. Prime time TV. I hear f bombs. That you never. I'm like what? Did I just hear a? F-bomb I don't think I've, on, I don't think I've ever heard a f bomb. Like on, on I think on the FX. On cable, I think you on will. The FX, but I mean, yeah. that's not HBO or Showtime. Well, that's cable though. They can do just about anything on cable. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. 
uh, the things they so. complain about. Nowadays, the kids, the things kids are exposed to and grow up hearing and seeing is unbelievable. I remember on Johnny Carson's show. Now, this is a long time ago. Johnny Carson's show, and uh, uh, George Carlin came on, and this is when he came out with the seven words you can't say on the radio. And he said every one of them, and it was like a straight beep. <laughs> right, right. Through. And he listed every one of them. You guys want and, to know the kind of English books Car- they're yeah. reading in high yeah. schools now? And Carson and have Carson, all kinds of bad words. Yeah. And Johnny Carson almost we fell never off had his that chair. when I was in high school. <laughs> the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I'll well, tell you that right now. Well, hey, Danny, all you got to do is write a different book. Write a book? Write a book that doesn't have all those words in it. Well, <laughs> I, I was listening to, because uh, my only one station that works on my truck is, <laughs> I uh, so I was listening to uh, Coast to Coast, and they were talking about a strange fact about a guy who got challenged to write a novel without using the letter E. You so can't. The, so the guy sat down, and he wrote, yeah, he did. He wrote a book without using the letter E once. He, he had a typewriter, and he, he taped the, type, the E down where he couldn't hit it. So words were just missing the letter E. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he came up with words that that would be like. I don't know how you I don't do know that. You, I don't know you could do that. Hey, Danny, I've had a good time this morning. Glad to have you back. We'll yep. see you next good, week. Good to be back. You bet, buddy. And uh, hopefully we'll get back. I'm going to do a little muscalunge fishing this week. So and I'm uh, going bass fishing tomorrow. Hopefully we can have some reports next week. So that's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Get out, do some fishing today, my friends. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.